Sportsnet 960, The Fan. One hour down, two to go. It's the big show. Russ and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Like, Maddie's again, technical director Alex Brody does a great job. Um, I, I asked him, I go, okay, well, so we have Bob Cajun, not tragically, now another tragically hip song. I go, what, what's the, why are we going all hip? He's like, Gord Downey died two years ago today. I'm like, Jesus. Oh, oh. That's, it's like, it's honoring in a good way. Okay. All right. I, yeah, <laughs> it is. Like, he's a legend and I get it. It was, it was the, yeah. coming in right great, off the thanks. break. Thanks, Alex. Last thing we said off the air. It's oh, awesome. Oh, good. Oh, okay. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, mm. Okay. Um, lots to lots come. Uh, your chance to win Flames Golden Knights tickets for tomorrow night's game down at the Dome. Probably first of, great tickets. Yeah. First of an eight-game homestand. We're still taking your text at 960-960. Name and location. Did, did Saturday night's 4-3 win at least take a little bit of the sting away if you're a Flames fan? 960, 960, name and location. Sandra Persina, um, Calgary Wranglers play-by-play. City News 660 reporter going to join us later on this hour. She's a new voice of the Wranglers. And I, you went to the game yesterday. Yeah, I did. I was there. The, I, I brought a little bro. Uh, the number one thing I want to ask you, was Scorch there? Do, do they have a mascot? No. I was really hoping for Scorch, but Harvey was out kicking it uh, as the mascot. He's, he was slumming it down at the AHL yeah, level? Yeah, I guess he needed to find a way to make ends meet so okay. he uh gets sent <laughs> down to the needed farm the extra dough yeah <laughs> that's fine needed the extra we check on the eat. weekend yeah hey i'm not gotta get I'm your bread man it. yeah i'm not knocking know. it he's got to pay like child support or something like oh, that gee, oh, maybe. wow i don't know okay maybe that, maybe need things an extra have gig. gone awry for harvey <laughs> hound in his in his life okay Past but life. no scorch i thought I was excited for Scorch. Yeah, like the, I thought that was a thing. But here's the other thing. I wonder if there's just like a delay on the mascot because it's hard to get stuff like that in. And all of this kind of came together really quickly right before the end of the season. Like they didn't have the Wranglers jerseys yeah. in yet because they were on back order. They had a How? bunch of Wranglers gear, but like the jerseys just got announced like a week or two ago. Yeah. And I guess through supply chain, I love using that term. Um, what is the? Is there a ship? I don't know. Is there's, there a ship in the some in the Panama Canal right now that has the Wranglers jersey on it? Has about two thousand Wranglers fits on it. I don't know. Is that what have them there yet? Okay, so th- th- they ma- look very good. There's lots of things I want to get to in this in this in this segment. Uh, number one, um, uh, Andy McNamara. You hear him on this radio station a lot. Does fantasy football advice. I, I've done a ton of shows with Andy. Great guy. He's a diehard Cleveland Browns fan, right? And he was in Cleveland yesterday for the game. Oh. And I had to ask him because he he took a picture with one of the hardcore fans. And I go, Andy, go find the macho fan. Because there's a guy in Cleveland who dresses up like macho man Randy Savage, but it's all Cleveland Browns gear. And they call him the macho fan. There's also a guy who dresses up like Spider-Man and it's all Cleveland Browns themed. Like there's some weirdos in Cleveland go to these games. That's fine. What I wanted to ask you is, do we... is there a Flames equivalent of a fan who's like so ridiculously hardcore everyone knows who he is or she? Is Does that fan exist? Is there anybody like that in Calgary? Because we know back in the day with the Canucks, they had the green men, like those two guys. That's great. Hanging on the hanging off the penalty box. I get in the, in the green leotard. That, that's fine. We know there's Fireman Ed with the Jets. Gets everyone jacked up all the time. Like who's... Who's that fan? Is there specific people who dress a certain way for Flames fans? I just feel like there, 
Is anybody is is there something like that here? There isn't someone that I can think of off the top of my head, and and maybe there is somebody and is going to be really offended that I don't know that they exist. And for that, I'm sorry, but nobody really comes to mind as like a super fan who like throws on the makeup and has a big costume and all. Yeah, there's the there's the one group of guys who sometimes dress as wizards with the trumpet down in the first bowl. Okay, they sometimes wear different costumes as well. Um, so that would be one guy, but the one thing that I'm kind of thinking of here that's making me think of is Chris Sutter time. Okay. So have you been to a game since Daryl returned at the Saddle Dome? No, I have not. Probably not. not. No. So during some of the commercial breaks to get the crowd pumped up, it'll be Chris Sutter time. And Chris is Daryl's son and he'll go on the Jumbotron and he'll show his moves and he'll get the crowd fired up. He basically moves from his 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 seats in the lower bowl on the uh, flames. I think it's the defend end that he usually sits and gets out of his seat, gets up in the aisle. They play a, a banger and, and he just lets it rock and it always gets the crowd going. So that would be something that is kind of equivalent. But that one's more of like an in-house feature type of thing, not just like a like a, a specific fan that like you can look at. Just like a dude who yeah. sends it. Yeah. Interesting. Not really. Nobody comes to mind, but I'd be interested if there's anybody on the text line who's like, dude, you're sleeping on, uh, I don't know, Flaming Bob or something like that. Who, um, like, <laughs> sure. Does his hair up or something yeah, like, like that. Yeah, like the macho like, fan in Cleveland. Yeah. Who I'm sure does really well with the ladies after the game. I'm sure, like, yeah. As the macho man. Okay, so uh, Flames pick up a 4-3 one of the Oilers on Saturday night. Text line's open, 960-960, name and location. Does that win take away any sting? from that win, that playoff loss in May. You said no, like you're still a bitter, jaded Flames fan who is still ridiculously injured like I, emotionally yeah. from that playoff defeat. You, you didn't get, you You didn't feel good about it. Like it didn't take away a little bit, just a tiny bit. It was, that you're like, suck on that, Oilers. Our team's deeper this season. Get ready for that come right playoff time. Like None of that crossed your mind. I think one of the more vindicating things was just one of the big things that I think a lot of Flames fans have gotten grief from, from Oilers fans over the course of the offseason. Obviously, you lose them five games. That's 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 one that's pretty tough. But then the Oilers going at Jack Campbell, and a lot of the fans really felt like this is the guy that's going to put them over the top, and he lasted four and a half or 12 minutes of the game before they scored that fourth goal, and he was pulled. So I think that there's maybe a little bit of vindication there where a lot of fans were like oh now we got a goalie look out we're gonna just stomp the flames and that just was not the case now granted Stuart Skinner played out of his mind he He was was great great, but first it was Jack Campbell falling apart and like I said earlier you're still so far from the playoffs it's game two of the regular season it was good but it wasn't um, you know it definitely doesn't wash the pain of the offseason at all all right, so Jack Campbell's super fascinating to me. Um, and here's the reason why, if you're a Flames fan waking up this morning, you should be super excited about a potential playoff matchup with the Edmonton Oilers. Mm-hmm. I've watched a ton of Jack Campbell in my life. Yeah. And the Leafs easily could have signed Jack Campbell if they chose to. Mm-hmm. Jack Campbell wanted a more term, which is fine. But guys, he's been a little injury prone in his yep. NHL career. You can say he's a late bloomer, was a first-round pick of the Dallas Stars, you know, Toiled with the LA Kings a little bit and then found his game with the Toronto Maple Leafs. But what Jack Campbell, he ain't it. Um, and I know people are saying uh, he's an upgrade potentially on Mike Smith. Is he? 
Is he really? When you actually look at, because I know Mike Smith is, Mike Smith looks like a ball hockey goalie out there, the way he makes some saves. He's athletic, he's, but he's, his, a, he's very awkward looking in net. The technique yeah. is low end. The athleticism is through the roof. Right. Ball hockey like. He looks yeah. like a ball hockey goalie in there, which is fine. I got the good people at Sportsnet Stats to dig up some numbers for me because I know watching Jack Campbell last season, he was fantastic in the first half and then faded super hard in the second. Pre-All-Star game last year for Jack Campbell. Numbers are spectacular. 21-6-3, 230 goals against, 925 save percentage, four bagels. It was Shosturkin, Markstrom, Anderson, and him in the Vesna conversation at Christmas. Yeah. And he he got And an he deserved not, to be there. 100%. After the All-Star game, Jack Campbell started to show up again. Um, he went 14-8-3 in front of a very good regular season team. 337 goals against. 892 save percentage. Two shutouts. And then in that series against the Tampa Bay Lightning. This is this is where he struggled. 315 goals against, 897 save percentage. And he was very good against the Habs in that series prior, but he let in that weak Brendan Gallagher shot in game seven that he should have had that yep. ultimately broke the back of the Leafs. But if I'm an if I'm a Flames fan watching what I did on Saturday night with Jack Campbell and Nett, sign me up for a playoff series with the Oilers. I know you got McJesus and everyone's scared of him and he's so incredible and he elevates his game and he can literally drag a team to a playoff series win, but you got a taste of what Jack Campbell can can give you if you're a Flames fan on Saturday night. He was bad. Yeah, he was. And, and it's hard to, to crap on Jack Campbell a lot because he's such a good guy, such a nice guy. I've interviewed him. He's literally the sweetest athlete you could ever interview. Blames himself for every goal. Will never blame his teammates. He owns everything that every puck goes past him, thinks he should have had it. I get all of that. But if you're a Flames fan waking up this morning and you see that guy in the crease, I'd be excited because I don't think he's good enough to get the Oilers over the top. I think he's a very mediocre goaltender who's shown flashes of being a very good goaltender, but consistency-wise, he hasn't been that guy, and he can't stay healthy for long stretches, and God bless the Oilers for trying to poach another Maple Leaf because it worked out with (laughs) Zach Hyman, and I'll get to Zach Hyman in a second, but Jack Campbell ain't ain't it, and the Flames have a significant advantage in goal, and I know Marstrom struggled in that series against the Oilers. He wasn't up to, to, to par. Nope. You can even say that he was one of the reasons why they lost that series, and that's being completely fair. But if the Flames and Oilers play in a playoff series this spring, and if everyone's healthy and the rosters look the way they do, without the Flames potentially going to require another top six winger, sign me up for a series against the Oilers because Jack Campbell's in net, and the Flames have a decided advantage with Jacob Markstrom in net because Jack Campbell ain't it. I've seen a ton of Jack Campbell. He lets in soft goals, especially at the worst times. Sign me up if I'm a Flames fan. I'm right there with you. It's the same thing that we saw when he was in Toronto. It's it, it's just a guy who at times has shown that he can crack under some pressure. And the injuries are another thing. Like That's something that they dealt with with Mike Smith. Now, Jack Campbell has very much endeared him to all of his teammates. Anytime you hear them speak, they just praise him and... That is very good for a team, but I'm right there with you. Like Stuart Skinner showed me yesterday that these guys might end up having a Florida Panthers type situation on their hands sooner than they would like, where you might be paying a backup 
way more than what you're going to be paying your starter at the end of the season. Because if Stuart Skinner keeps playing like he did on Saturday, he's going to take Jack Campbell's job by Christmas. I, I, I don't see that happening. I, I just don't. It would be of, hard to do. The amount of money they're paying Jack Campbell in term. like the It's the same thing with Linus Allmark and Jeremy Swayman in, in uh, Boston, right? Like, as sure. much as Jeremy Swayman is a better guy, he's probably going to be in a tandem with Linus Allmark because they yeah. signed him and he's getting $5 million. Mm-hmm. I'm excited, if I'm a Flames fan, at the prospect of playing Jack Campbell mm-hmm. in a playoff series, and you should be. Um, Zach Hyman, uh, dirty play on Rasmus Anderson, that hit from behind. And again, uh, Hyman was really mad about it. And did you see the clip of the the NA, the person working for the NHL kind of said something in Hyman and Hyman was agreeing with him like that? Yeah, that was a trash call. Did you <laughs> see that clip of him in the penalty box? I did not see that. Yeah, in the I noticed box. that. I'm like, what? Like you were, he was wearing the NHL blazer. It's like, you can't. Oh yeah. Garbage call. Hyman. like probably said garbage call. Hyman's like, yeah, you're right. It was a garbage call. Daps him no, up. Yeah. Like, no, like that was a. Uh, Anderson was in a vulnerable position and the league wants to get rid of those types of hits and he hit him from behind. That was a penalty. Luckily, Anderson didn't really get, he wasn't really that banged up, but then Michael Stone got the opportunity to shoot that ridiculous bomb from the point. So it ultimately worked out for Flames fans watching that laser beam from Michael Stone from the point. That was a dirty play. Also, did you see the Pugliarvi stick in the legs of Noah Hannafin too? I didn't see I that one, I thought that was no. a bit of a dirty play too. Things got a little offside. The Oilers were... We're, we're skating that line of being a little dirty because you thought maybe, you know, Kane and Kadri. And I think that'll come to roost here when the teams play one another. And yeah. especially if the game is, is is one way or the other, maybe Kadri goes after him or maybe fights him potentially. Who knows? But I thought those two plays specifically were a little dirty by the Oilers on Saturday night. Hey, it happens from time to time. I know that all the Oilers fans will be coming up with their own examples of times when the Flames were, you know, um, might have bumped Connor McDavid more than they would like to see, and and that's fine. It is what it is after that playoff series. I think both these teams are are in the sense that even though it's early season, they really don't like each other. The fan bases don't like each other. And hey, if you're going to take a liberty here or there, maybe it isn't the worst thing. I know the Oilers were not pleased with how the Flames were treating uh, Leon Dreisaitl during that playoff series. They really felt like the Flames were trying to target his ankle. Um so maybe there was a little bit of retribution there trying to be extracted, but I don't know. I didn't love the hit that uh, Hyman threw on Anderson. You know, it's a bit of a tough situation. Anderson kind of bobbles that puck and then goes back for it. But at the same time, like it was, it was a cross check to the numbers head first into the boards. Like you, you could have pulled out on that hit a little bit for sure. Yeah. So yeah, neither of those plays I loved. I thought Hyman deservedly sat in the box for the penalty and, did the Flames make a pay on that one, or was it? Yeah, they, they, they made that a was the Cadre goal where Kulak blew a tire. I believe so. Moments yes. later, that would check out. So. Um, I I just thought those two plays specifically, and again, uh, you, you can't fault the Oilers for trying to get into the kitchen of Dan Vladar there. That they they were crashing the net on a few instances too, because he was playing well. By the way, Vladar, I thought the first period and a half he was kind of fighting it a little bit. He wasn't that busy because the Flames were dominating that first period. But I thought he was uh, rock solid, especially in the third period. And that was night and day compared to what we saw with the Avalanche. Because Calgary, when they were up 5-1 against Colorado, kind of took their foot off the gas. And I think that's just, that's what happens when you're up four goals in a hockey game. And you shouldn't sleep on the Avalanche, I get it, Cup champs. But again, Daryl talked about it post-game. That's what you saw on Saturday. Had a lot better period after dominating the first hit Edmonton. Um, 
Patrick Kane is a name that a lot of people uh, discussed on this radio station. Uh, we talked about it in our first edition of Dragon's Breath sure. with Julian McKenzie. Uh, Pierre Lebrun of The Athletic reporting this morning that uh, you're going to see a similar kind of Patrick Kane deal like we saw with Claude Giroux in Philadelphia last year before he went to Florida. Uh, Pat Kane wants to see how things are going to play out with the Blackhawks this season because if they're good, he doesn't want to leave potentially because he does have a no-move clause. So he can control where he wants to go if, in fact, he wants to get traded. And right away, also in that report that, yeah, uh, he, the, the Blackhawks will eat half of his remaining contract just for cap flexibility. Patrick Kane can choose anywhere he wants to go. That's that's what's going to happen with Patrick Kane. Do you think he'd actually choose to come play in Calgary? I I have a hard time seeing it. Like the thing to me that would have to happen for all of that to come to fruition is he'd have to know that there's a spot for him. So I think that for that to happen, one of the things that you know, I think he would probably want to see is Lindholm and Huberto start to click mm-hmm. and maybe Toffoli not so much. So he feels like he could maybe slide right into that top spot alongside Lindholm and Huberto, which really allows the entire roster to slot a lot better. Toffoli bumps down, maybe Dubé dumps, bumps down, or maybe you end up putting Toffoli with Coleman and Backlund, whatever, whatever that ends up being. The question is, would he come here? It is for what one playoff run? Yeah, probably. Like he's not re-signing after. No. That's, Pat Kane is not staying here long term. You can get him at the five and a half because he's at what ten and a half plus. They're saying half retained. So now you're talking five and a quarter. If the Flames keep and this roster that is rated for the rest of the season, yeah. And if the Flames keep their roster right now and they continue to accrue cap space in the way that they are, they'll have five point five ish million in cap space come the trade deadline. So there's a couple of things that are making this look like, yeah, it could fall into place. But ultimately, I think that this has to be a team with bona fide Stanley Cup contender type of play throughout the course of the entire season. Because I don't think he's going to go to someone that's a maybe. I feel like, especially if it's a market like Calgary, this team has to be for sure in the race for not only the division lead, but to win the conference and to go all the way. I, I think the Flames can beat the Avalanche or the Oilers with Patrick Kane on the wing. I think it pushes them over the top when you look at the forwards and the blue line and Just what they the have between depth. the pipe. I th- because that's something we've seen already in the first two games of the season. Obviously, those two teams in the Oilers or Avalanche are super top-heavy. And that's great because the Avalanche just won the Stanley Cup and they had Kadri under a very team-friendly deal. Yeah, and cause Co- That's why Kadri wanted to cash in because he was tired of saying how underpaid he was too. Uh, much like Nathan McKinnon's been in Denver. Uh, those teams are very top-heavy, don't really have an effective bottom six on either of those teams. The Flames are a lot deeper than both of those teams, and you add Patrick Kane on the power play and maybe on the number one line, playing with Huberto and Lindholm, like you're talking about legitimate Stanley Cup oh, contender, yeah. the window to win, and it, it would, would, would the, obviously the juice would be worth a squeeze. If you're the Flames, it's just, would he come here? Papri Son, same thing, same agent that Claude Giroux has. They pretty much said, where do you want to go? I just, if Pat Kane really sees that he could potentially win a Stanley Cup with the Calgary Flames, does he have any connection to anybody on this team? 
Does any of his buddies play on this team that he's super close with, super tight with? I don't think so. The thing is, with the Flames, a lot of the remaining American players are quite young and probably wouldn't have been around any of the development team or the national team when Patrick Kane was there. Don't believe they have anybody who's played in Chicago over the course of their... Oh, Nikita Zadorov played in Chicago for a little bit, okay, so maybe well, that. Maybe, but, I don't, maybe, maybe their boy, who knows? But <laughs> The big Russian. Again, sure, the Flames could offer whatever to the Blackhawks and maybe have a better package, but it's ultimately up to Patrick Kane. So apparently we're going to know more in December where the, where the Blackhawks are at. And if they stink, which we think they will stink, it looks like uh, the, the wheels will be in motion for a Patrick Kane trade. And ultimately, it just keeps hammering home the point that it's going to be up to Patrick Kane where he wants to go. Hmm. It is completely up to him. And would he choose Calgary? Like, is there any percentage that he'd say, you know what, I'll come here and try to win a Stanley Cup in a Canadian market? Because what would that mean winning in a Canadian market? It would be massive. It would be huge. And and the other thing to remember here is it's one playoff run. You, you don't even have to get a place. You, you're going to be here for half the time because you're going to be on the road. So, yeah, I, I think it would be a huge addition. I think it would help this forward group immensely. All of a sudden, you're so much deeper. You got one of the most offensively skilled players that we've seen over the past two decades, since the two, early 2000s. The only question is, would he come here? And I've now, granted, I said a lot over the offseason. I didn't think Nazem Kadri would ever come here. I don't see it, but I've been wrong before. Maybe he wants to play in a in a hockey crazed Canadian market to see what that feels like to get a taste of it. I my worry is that there's other teams that that pony up and want to do it. Like the Rangers are a team that I'm like they seem like a, a destination for Patrick Kane. I would think he would want to go to play for the New York Rangers, especially the team that they're icing this year. I know they lost the Jets over the weekend, but they also threw up and seven spots on the Wild and. Doesn't it also Somewhere feel like on opening day. an easier road to the Stanley Cup final in the East? Um, you have the Lightning, and then, okay. Maybe in the Metro I could see that, because I think the Hurricanes are going to be good. I'm unsure on the Islanders. I think the Blue Jackets are going to be bad, having watched a couple of their games. I don't know if the Devils are ready to take that step yet. The Flyers are going to be bad. Right, but, but you look Penguins at the Central, Capitals, like, while they're a good team, they're tough to play against. Every Blues team in tough. the Central, except for the Coyotes and Blackhawks, has a chance. Yeah. And then in the Pacific, I don't know. The Pacific isn't the strongest division. Flames, Oilers, Kings, Knights, then what? Do the Canucks inspire a lot of confidence in you? Do the Kraken? Do the Sharks? Do the Ducks? No. Not me. So I think the Pacific and the Metro are probably going to have the two, <laughs> it's a terrible use of the word, but easiest yeah. trips to the Stanley Cup Final, much like we saw last season. It'll be interesting uh, where he potentially could go. We can ask Nick Kiprios that. He's joining us at 8.30 later on in the show because uh, Kipper is super dialed in still to what's going on in the NHL. Uh, before we get to the break, uh, just wanted to uh, tie a little loose end. Uh, our little contest that we're doing, our NFL Big Bets brought to you by Sports Select. Sports Select has more sports leagues. And for limited time, better odds and over-under and points for it. Build your ticket at sportsselect.com. Uh, our producer, Patrick Dumont. Yeah. Um, he went six to zero in our picks. What an absolute stud! He went six to zero. I have been horrendous at picking the NFL this season. 
you should fade me. Whatever I like, just take yeah. the opposite side. You'll be making the sweet bank because this guy's been terrible. But our producer, Patrick Dumont, goes 6-0. and And then doesn't show up. And he's, he's he a little under the weather. He must have thrown a $10 parlay down on that thing and cashed it yeah. and said, see ya. Yeah, he's, he's, he's probably off to Vegas as we speak yeah. right now to, to spend all that money he just won. So uh, we got to mail out that beautiful 1989 Opeechee John Tucker Buffalo Sabres card Man, with that helmet that of hair to a, a listener. Uh, apparently, we had to do an audible on a listener, Alex. Yes. Yeah, because so... nobody picked Patrick last week in our pick <laughs> segment. I feel bad about that, number one. Number two, uh, you definitely should pick Patrick this Thursday when we'll give another mediocre piece of sports memorabilia away. But Patrick Dumas, 6-0. and oh. Like, you just got to give the man props. He did a good job. Like, I guess he, he can't do picks. a better job. Yeah. The man went 6-0. and oh, So he's got the inside track. So if, if the standings ended today, you and I would have to sing a duet after the football season as our punishment to losing to Patrick Dumont. I've been thinking about this, and I'm like, do we do like a Sinatra Lady Gaga track? Yeah. Do we sure. do... Because that's the punishment. Yeah, exactly. The two losers have to sing a duet with the winner. For the winner. For the winner. And the listeners. And the listeners. Uh, well, it's not really you know, for the listeners. It's, kind it's of, more... It's almost like, like you a have punishment to for the, the listeners as yeah. well. Yeah. yeah, that's what we're doing. Yeah. But Patrick Dumas, 6-0. Congratulations to our producer. That'll be... That is incredible. I All right, straight ahead. One, but whatever. Uh, we don't have to talk about it. You're, but you're not 6-0. You still didn't win. But I was so close, yeah, George. But, yeah, but you, but you weren't 6-0. <laughs> um, your chance to win Flames tickets uh, right now, 403-240-4444. 403-240-4444. Uh, you got to call in. Flames and Golden Knights tickets tomorrow down at the Dome. Uh, you have to tell us. Had, did that win by Calgary on Saturday night? at least take a little bit away of the sting from last season's playoff loss to the Oilers. 403-240-4444. Your chance to win Flames tickets next. Hit us up on the text line as well, 960-960. Name and location. And Sandra Persina, the new voice of the Calgary Wranglers, rejoin us. It's all straight ahead. It's the Big Show. Russick and Rose. Sports at 960. The fan. You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Oh, yeah, it's a good Monday when the Flames beat the Oilers on a Saturday night. Woo-hoo! It's The Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Straight ahead, Sandra Persina, Calgary Wranglers play-by-play voice, City News 660 sports reporter. Will join us. We'll get her. I, I got to find it. Where's Scorch? Yeah. Does she know about Scorch? Is Scorch going to be there? I'm obsessed with Scorch. He's a great name back. for a mascot. And he's the most ratchet mascot in all the land. Is he, is, and we got to see if he's available to do birthday parties. Wouldn't that be great if we hired Scorch just to sit in the studio <laughs> with us? For, he doesn't say a word. No. no. He just sits what there. do you think, Scorch? <laughs> no, he just sits there with his, he or she, just sits there Dang. with their costume. Yeah. And just, just staring at us the whole show. I think that'd be great. <laughs> Bring Scorch in. We just, got a spot for you, Scorch, if you're listening. Scorch is just on his phone. Yeah, if just bored. Just on Twitter, on Instagram, the whole show. Like, I've seen the Raptor do, like, somersaults and stuff. Yeah, the Raptor, he's got a mascot uni that, like, you could do somersaults in. Like, yeah. Scorch is, is, it's a little cumbersome. Like, Ace for the Blue Jays. Mm. Big noggin, the, the wings are yeah. tough. I, mi- I miss BJ. Pardon? That, that was the other mascot. Oh, 
They, they ch- I don't know why they changed that name. That's weird. I, so th- weird. I thought it was very good for well, a mascot. Like, yeah. uh, your chance to win. Ace fl- feels family friendly. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Uh, your chance to win Flames tickets right now, 403-240-4444. Uh, we we want to get your, your, get your feelings about Saturday. We know that the playoff loss is still like sticking in the craw. It's still a yeah. pit in your stomach. You're still bitter and sour about that playoff loss to the Oilers. You still wake up at night going, oh, God, no, not McDavid again. Yeah. Like, er- you, you, you still have that. Every time I see the highlight in an ad, I get a little bit of heartburn. Yeah. So the acid. You can just feel the acid yeah, yeah, climbing yeah. up your esophagus. Yeah. You, I, I think that's how it works. You, did it take a little bit of the sting away? 960, 960 on the text line. Just a little bit. A tiny, tiny bit. Seeing Jack Campbell not being able to stop a beach ball, does that at least give you a little more Any shot at Yeah. Any at all? All right, let's get to the phone lines here. Um, your chance to win Flames Golden Knights tickets tomorrow night down at the Dome. That's an awesome game to go to. And it's the first of eight straight at home. Three weeks before they're on the road again. It'll be a Monday three weeks from now that they go back on the road. Uh, Jamie, good morning. How are you? Hey, good morning, fellas. How you doing? Good. Uh, did Saturday's win at least take a little bit of the sting away? Uh, I'd say maybe a touch. Um, game two of the regular season, not going to do it all the way. We uh, we still need Kadri to rough up that dirtbag cane. Okay. We need a big, okay. We need a big playoff win. Okay. Uh, did mm. you like how bad Jack Campbell was in net for Edmonton? Yeah. He's, he's terrible. Okay. All right, Jamie. Hang on. Again, early contender calling yeah. Evander Kane a dirtbag. We like that. Right kind out of the stuff. gate. That's yeah. a fire. We're a very on petty show. We like, sure. we like all of that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. We love it. Um, Jamie's in line to win Flames tickets potentially. Let's see how Jamie's feeling. Um, Any better? Uh, let's get to Ryan here. Ryan on the old uh, phone line. Ryan, did uh, Saturday's win take at least a little bit of the sting away? I would say a, a little bit. Okay. What What did you love about that game on Saturday night? I just thought it. Uh, Kadri looked really good. I thought that uh, for all the kind of the shade that he gets, he looked really good on the ice. And I think once him and Huberto get going, that things are just really going to click. All right, Ryan. Thanks for the call, pal. Hang on. Ryan's got a chance to win Flames tickets. I just wish Ryan would have brought a little more energy. Yeah, especially when, you know, you heard the first call. Yeah, Jamie was good. You got to be better than Jamie. That's the bar is set. It is. You have to be better than Jamie to potentially. We're giving you Flames. To go see the Golden Knights. Yeah, tomorrow night. Tuesday night. It's not like they're playing the Devils. It's not like we're. It's like the Senators are in town for the eighth time like it was in the Canadian division. Which oh my god that was it was terrible. <laughs> Nothing was worse. Nothing was worse than the Canadian division. It sounded like a good idea until you actually had to live through it. Oh, you're like great, the Canucks again for the eighth time. Thank God they're in town. Oh yay, Jets back to Winnipeg. All right, Steve. Steve, bring it. Give me. Give, did it feel a little better? Did it take a little sting away from that win on Saturday night? Absolutely, boys. Can you smell what the Flames are cooking? Campbell brought that stuff over from Toronto and choked. And it's and a, and a win's a win. So I mean, you always got to feel, uh, you know, always got to get on with it and feel good with the win, boys. Let's go Flames. Okay, Steve, hang go. on the line. I like his energy. I like the reference to the Rock, and he really brought it full circle with the Toronto thing, right? Oh, like, by, by the way, did you see that? Did you see the Rock at the at the at the Leafs game? That was like what last week? Yeah, yeah. And, see, okay, that's what just, I was saying. He so brought just, it all together. Okay, so I, th- that's great. Uh, just real quick too. Um, 
Rock's like, let's do this right, Leaf fans. Let's and he's trying to get everyone hyped. And then he said, let's go Leafs. And Leafs fa- and he's like, let's go Leafs. Let's go. And, and Leaf like, fans are such sheep that they're like, oh no, we can't offend the Rock. Let's all <laughs> chant, let's go Leafs when it's go Leafs go. It's like, and the Rock didn't know. But the they're such here. sheep that they're they gotta kiss Rock, the Rock's it's ass so rock. much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rock, it's let's go Leafs. Same thing here in Calgary. Embarrassing. Go Flames, go. Not let's go Flames. Yeah, so if The Rock came to the Dome for some reason, he's promoting his new movie, Black Adam, which looks awful. But let's say he's here, <laughs> right? And he's like, yeah, go get him, Flames. And like, all of a sudden, it's like, what are you talking what about? that? That's not right. I think the Wranglers chant is, let's go Wranglers. Oh. Ba, 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 ba. Yeah, well, yeah, that's yeah, good. Yeah. That Wranglers. Good Wranglers. Yeah, that works. There were some kids in the crowd who were going, Wranglers, oh, okay. and it was driving me nuts. It's not three syllables. Okay, it's two. Uh, Eric, uh, your chance to win some Flames tickets is right now. Did did Saturday's win take at least a little bit sting, just a tiny bit away from that playoff loss last season? Yo, Eric, you there? Oh, yeah. No, hey. not at all. <laughs> like, not at, like zero? Nice to win. Like, that was great, but yeah. not one bit. Man, I just spent Thanksgiving in Edmonton, and those guys, they're not letting it go, you know? So, <laughs> even if we sweep them sweep them in the regular season, that might be nice, but and, anything shy of eliminating them in the playoffs right. will not but, do it justice, right? And you have nothing, right, Eric? It's not like you can come back at them with anything. Like, you just no, got to I mean, sit right, there and doing, take they're it. They're doing what I would do had we won that series, so I can't blame mm. them. But, All right, Eric, yeah. hang on the line. Very strong call from Eric. Way to stand in there, too, going up to Edmonton for Thanksgiving and <laughs> yeah. just taking it in the teeth for, like, a whole weekend. Now, I've been told by people who live here, don't go to Edmonton. <laughs> There's nothing for you to see there. I've been told. Yeah, I would, okay. without a doubt, agree. I'm definitely going to make the drive out to Banff. The only time I've ever been to Edmonton was to go to Raves that would not come to Calgary. Okay. And those were short trips, baby. And how long is it to get to Edmonton? Like three, depending on how quick you oh go. Oh, my God. Three hours to get there? Yeah. You're not, just, re- you're not really selling me an Edmonton. It's just colder and, and windier, and they got more clouds. Yes, yeah, it's, it's sunny every day here. It's awesome. Yeah, it's been pretty good. It has been really nice. Uh, Tyrell, am I saying that right? Good morning. How are you? How's it going? Good. Did that, did that win on Saturday take at least a little bit of the sting? Hell no. <laughs> are you kidding me? Okay. I got to give a shout out to my boy Eric. There was just on the line, man. I totally feel you. Okay. Like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not having it. Not having it one bit. Um, not even like seeing Jack Campbell be terrible in that for Edmonton put a smile on your face. No, it didn't do anything for me, man. I'm telling you what, right now we're coming for them in the playoffs. This season's our season. I don't care. I just don't care. Just, it's, it's, it's too much bad blood. Business okay. approach. All right. Just another game, George. Thanks for the call. Uh, put hmm. put that man on hold. I, I think uh, I, I really love Jamie's energy off yeah. the top and yeah. calling Evander Kane's a dirtbag. But uh, let's put Eric on the phone. I, I think we got to give the tickets to Eric because, Eric, uh, for me to give you the tickets, um, just yeah. explain to me the Thanksgiving dinner you had to endure with Oilers fans. Yeah, just well, like, what was the worst? For, how was you the heard? meal? Like, like, did how long was the meal? How long did you have to listen to all that junk that yeah. they were talking to you? I remember, there's well, kids listening. Well, most yeah. of it, I wore my jersey right, and they wouldn't let it go. And then <laughs> I think the worst, the worst part was my 12 year old nephew uh, making fun of me for crying, and I didn't cry, but he liked to think I did. So whatever, it was rough. All right, Eric. 
but you kind of asking you for it wearing your jersey to Thanksgiving dinner, right? Like I whatever, man. Like no, I no, like Eric, I appreciate your fandom, but you're in Edmonton at a Thanksgiving dinner and you're like, you know, forget, you know, a nice collared shirt for dinner. Yeah, yeah, I'm the, gonna bust yeah. out my flames jersey. We we don't throw our jerseys on the ice when we lose, right? That's, that's okay. That's a good oh. point. Yeah, they, they okay. go right back in the closet. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Hidden away from the, uh, yeah. the, the, the daylight. All right, Eric, Until hang next on. Thanksgiving, Congrats. I guess. Can you go to the game tomorrow? Can I? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's all right, Eric. Call. You won the tickets. Congratulations. Right on. Thanks, guys. All right. Hang on the line. Boom. We'll get your deets. Yeah. Eric, again, when Eric... I, he... He's sort of asking for it wearing a Flames jersey to Thanksgiving dinner. And like, what was he expecting? He was going to a lion's den of Oilers fans, and he might as well have been just covered in blood and, like, zebra meat. Like, of course. Like, what is he supposed to do? I'm glad like he was asking for it. It was a 12-year-old nephew who was ripping on him for crying. You and he what? was like, and I no. also, I should mention, I did okay. not cry. Yeah, he didn't cry. So Eric put on his Flames jersey. Going to Thanksgiving dinner at an Oilers family. Like, that's like you're meeting your girlfriend's parents for the first time and you're wearing like a strip joint t shirt. That's like the equivalent. You know, you, you know, you're going to get it. Like, right. that's, yeah. Yeah. I, I wonder if the other people there were wearing like Oilers jerseys as well. If that was a thing, if, if everybody was going to do the, the jerseys at dinner, or was he just like knocking on the door? Maybe he had like a four pack of the Flames fired up beers with him too. Yeah. Just really leaning into the entire thing. Obviously, he's wearing a hat because, you know, why would you do your hair for Thanksgiving if you're bringing right. a jersey? Durr. Again, er- Eric deserves to go to the game uh, after taking all that, uh, after being a, a verbal punching bag. <laughs> During Thanksgiving dinner, he he really asked for it. A uh, lot of uh, interaction on the uh, text line nine sixty nine sixty. Tim and Cochran, uh, Sting won't go away until the Flames beat the Oilers in the playoffs. That, um, that that's kind of the prevailing thought here. Um, what somebody's text? Nep doesn't Eric work for the station? What? No, he doesn't work for the station. That's that person is wrong. Okay, like. I'm sure we have a lot of Eric's. I'm sure there's a lot of Eric's in Calgary. Yeah, that wasn't Eric Francis. No. And that's the only Eric we what? have Is at the that, station. So. Like, do, they, do they think we gave Eric? Eric has a pass. He can get into the games. He doesn't need to. Franchise is calling it. <laughs> yeah. Get a couple tickets. No. Nep, who's like my son, Eric? I don't have a son, Eric. Like what? Again, you wear a Flames jersey to Thanksgiving dinner, and then you get accosted by Oilers fans. You deserve to go to. Uh, you deserve to go. To the flames. Yeah, you took it in the teeth. Tomorrow. Yeah. yeah, and now he can uh, send like a picture, a video from the game and be like, hey guys, thanks for uh, all your chirps. I got to go to the game for free. Enjoy watching your game from your couches. Um, um, uh, Nobody goes to Edmonton on purpose on the text line. That's well. a fact. Okay. Um, we'll get to some of your texts later on in the show because there's way too many to read right now. Uh, congratulations to Eric uh, who won Flames Golden Ice tickets. He's going tomorrow. Charles Davis from the NFL on CBS straight ahead. But right now, she is the new voice of the Calgary Wranglers. You also hear her on City News 660. Uh, we say good morning to Sandra Persina. Sandra, how are you? I'm doing very well, George. Hey, nice to meet you. Welcome to Calgary. Oh, thank you. That's very nice of you. Um, when you heard the news that you were going to be the voice of the Wranglers, when did you hear it? How did you attack it? Who did you call first? Take me through the process. Oh, gosh, that's a loaded question. Uh, I, I ask a lot of those. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, well, You'll find that okay. out. <laughs> It's good to know. Um, let's see. Uh, 
happened last week, and I found out the news kind of in the middle of the week. It's something we had been talking about for a little bit, but I didn't really know if it would come to fruition. So I got the call from the Calgary Flames Brass about Wednesday of last week, and then the first people that I knew, obviously I let my bosses know at Rogers, and then the first people outside of that I told were my parents. So mm. they've, they've been obviously number one my entire life and wouldn't really be in the positions that I've been given without two amazing people like that. So I told them and sort of I was told to keep it under wraps overall until the team announced it. And it's just, I'm really proud. I'm honored to be able to, to, to really have this opportunity to do the job. I'm, I'm born and raised Calgarian. It just means so much to be just like a little part of this, this sports history of this team, because I think we've evolved into such a great sport city and almost what 6,000 people were in that lower bowl packed in yesterday and just, seeing a new brand of hockey for the very first time, a lot of new players, and it was just a great vibe. So it kind of gives me goosebumps a little bit talking about <laughs> it, actually. Oh, that, that, that's fantastic. How tough was it to keep that secret away from colleagues and friends? <laughs> it's funny. I had actually taken Friday off months and months ago for, for a different reason because I do some stuff for the University of dinos and I had a women's game to call on Friday. So I had already taken that day off. And coincidentally, that was the same day that they announced that I would be doing the role. And I'm actually kind of glad that I wasn't there because it, it, it was a little bit more overwhelming than I thought it would be. You, you just see announcement on social media and you don't really think twice about it, but when people say your phone blows up, I've really never had that happen before, but Friday was probably the first time in my life that my phone has blown up. It's been great uh, just because Sandra was here at the station all summer long, so we know you're an outstanding just employee and, and great with everything. So I'm so happy that you're getting this opportunity um, to work around the team. I guess just overall, what were your takeaways from that first game with the crowd and the new jerseys and, and all the new players and all the hype around it? What were your takeaways from Sunday's tilt? It, it was great, and I think it was it was really a long time coming because this team has – essentially just been waiting and the city has been waiting to have this franchise here. I think for the players, there was a little bit of shock and this is no disrespect to Stockton or any other market that this franchise has had an AHL team in. But when you have a crowd of six, 7,000 knowledgeable fans, they know what you're doing. They know what's good. They know what's bad. They know when to cheer. They know when not to cheer. So I'm wondering just they were so slow coming out of the gate, really didn't start finding their legs until about the 30-minute mark of just the entire game of regulation. And at that point, Dustin Wolf had already been pulled. Mm -hmm. So I'm just wondering if there was a little bit of shell shock, just wondering, getting used to these surroundings, what was happening. And then you have a team coming from Coachella. They're, they're temporary home right now in Seattle, but they're coming from Coachella where they really have no basis of anything. There's no historical numbers, just nothing. And they were just playing hockey and they were having fun. And I think that really took Calgary aback. Calgary was missing the details. They, they just didn't seem ready for the game. And just hearing from Coach Love and Maddie Phillips after the game, both of them saying, yeah, there were nerves. And then once they got those nerves out of the system, we saw what this team could be. At that point, I'd say it was a little bit too late. I mean, listen, 
It, it was nearly a comeback, 6-5. It was entertaining, almost 16 minutes of penalties. So if people want to see some mm. physical hockey, they will see it. These guys aren't afraid to muck it out. But I think for an opening day product, it was entertaining. Where can you say you saw 11 goals on opening night? So it was fun, but I think now it's it's about business. It's This is out of the way. The home opener is out of the way. The inaugural game is out of the way. Now you can focus on business, and I think that's what we'll see tonight. I was very excited to see how the lines would look, just given where the prospects are and all that type of thing. And then off the top, it's Zary, Peltier, and Phillips as a top line. Just uh, your excitement to see those three guys cook this season. Interesting. Just talking to people ahead of the game, and they're mentioning this could possibly be the best line in the American Hockey League this season. And hopefully they didn't listen to that because I took a look at the stat sheet and they actually combined for a minus nine. So it was not a great opening night for that trio. However, I thought Maddie Phillips away from them, especially on the power play, he looks really good. So it'll take a little bit time for these guys to gel. But I just, I don't want people to only think that that is the, the, the line to focus on because, yes, you've got Flames draft picks and two really high Flames draft picks on that particular line. But there's a lot to be excited about on this team. If you saw the game yesterday, Jeremy Poirier making his professional debut, and he was phenomenal. And I think back to something Daryl Sutter said during Calgary Flames training camp was the fact they kept him around a little bit longer because he's one of those players you see something in him. Yes, he's very offensively gifted. He has to work on those details on his defensive game, but there is absolutely something there because he was fantastic on the power play. He looked pretty decent five-on-five. Um, so I think for Flames fans, you know Dustin Wolf and you know a lot of the big names, but there's other players to pay attention to as well. Um, Sander, before I let you go, um, we've been talking about Scorch, uh, the Wranglers mascot. Have you seen him? <laughs> Does he exist? Is he coming soon? Is he available for hire? Like what? What's the situation with Scorch? How much for him to come in and join us for three hours yeah, on a morning yeah, show? Yeah, we want oh, him to boy. sit in studio with us, but not say a word and just in the Scorch <laughs> outfit. Like that's essentially what we want. Just look at us like idiots. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to do some digging for you guys. Okay. I will find out because, yes, the myth of Scorch lives on. I mean, the, the gifts, <laughs> gifts, whatever you want to call them, they are out there. People are playing it. I mean, there have been rumors that he was going to make a return. And then I looked at the jerseys, and I feel that's more blasty on the shoulder versus Scorch on the jersey. I don't know about you guys, like the mm-hmm. shoulder patch. I agree. That, to me, is more blasty versus Scorch. So Scorch, I will do some digging. I will find out some information. But I have no doubt if Scorch is out there, he would love to spend some time with you guys. Like, what What is better than sitting in the studio? Yeah, not, not much. No, he, he can he can sit here or I'd, she. I'd say real live in. radio. Yeah. Probably sleeping in and bring coffee, Scorch, yeah. if you're coming too. <laughs> yes, please. Uh, Sandra, yeah. um, you got the call tonight <laughs> against Coachella, the rematch, 7 o'clock game time. Uh, great stuff. Sandra Persina. Calgary Wranglers play-by-play City News 660 Sports Reporter. Thanks for this, and congratulations on the new gig. I appreciate it. Have a great day. See you soon. There you go. Uh, She's going to do some digging on Scorch. That's great to hear. And honestly, there's no one I'd rather have on the case than Sandra Persina. Okay. And I I will pay for Scorch to sit in studio with us for for three hours and just be bored out of he or she's mind just staring at us no interaction either none and we'll do the show he's not even there if he don't look at me if he speaks yeah don't look at me put your mask back on what are you doing yeah all right 
Charles Davis, NFL insider, CBS Sports, NFL analyst. He had the call of the Ravens and Giants game yesterday. And Nick Kiprios, uh, Stanley Cup champion. He's on Sportsnet 590 The Fan, former Sportsnet hockey analyst. Real Kipper. We'll, we'll ask him, too. Uh, what are the chances that Patrick Kane would wave to come to Calgary? Because that story's out this morning that see how the Blackhawks season goes. And, and then, Pat Kane's going to decide with his agent, Papri saw where he ultimately wants to play hockey. And then Kipper will just tell us where he's trading, you know, where he's getting traded and break the news and move on. And, and maybe break our hearts. It's all oh. straight ahead in the, in the final hour of the show. Uh, a nice little tie. R&R. Yeah. That was well, good. Some would say I'm a professional slash mediocre broadcaster. <laughs> I would lean on the side of mediocre. It's the big show. Russick and Rose. Sports at 960.